Welcome to M12, sixth graders. Good to see you guys tonight. My name is Blake. I am one of the student pastors here at 12 Stone. Pastor Stephen is, uh, he's out tonight. Yeah. So he's given me the chance to kind of fill in, get to be here with you guys. Uh, I'm really glad to get to be here with you, honestly. Um, Pastor Stephen, last week, he kicked us off in this new series called Activate. He started us off week one of the series. Tonight is week two. And really, my whole goal for you guys tonight, my whole goal tonight with you is to help you answer one question. It's one question. That's all I want you to be able to leaving, leave here answering is just this one question. It's pretty simple. The question is this, am I a fan or am I a follower? Am I a fan or am I a follower? Don't answer it yet. Listen, don't answer it yet. You don't, you don't know the answer yet. We're going to have to talk about this, but it's there in your notes. If you want to write it in, fill in the blank. Am I a fan or am I a follower? Now, before we can even talk about are you a fan or are you a follower, first you've got to know the difference between the two. I, I want to show you what a fan looks like and what a follower looks like. And so to do this, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to share from a, a personal story in my own life, uh, kind of a painful memory, and something you guys should just know about me. I need to confess it, is that I am an Atlanta Falcons fan. Don't cheer. Don't cheer. No, no, don't, don't cheer for that. Don't, don't cheer for the Falcons. Okay, listen, guys, listen. So I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. I always have been. I was born and raised in Georgia. I have no choice. I've been a Falcons fan for as long as I can remember. It's painful. But here's the deal. Here's the deal, guys. A few years back, I made the decision for myself personally. I said, this particular year, I'm going to be more than a fan. This year, for the Falcons, I said, for this year, I'm going to be more than a fan. I'm going to be like a follower of the team. I want to follow the team. So I watch every single game. I'm watching every post-game interview. I'm reading online articles. I even listen to the radio interviews. Like, that's how desperate I am. No one listens to the radio. I'm listening to radio interviews because I'm trying to follow the team. And the Falcons this particular year were actually doing really good. It was a really good year for them. And so midway through the season, we knew they were going to make the playoffs. I go to my dad, and I say, Dad, get ready. He's like, get ready. Get ready for what? I said, this year, Dad, this year, me and you are going to see an Atlanta Falcons playoff football game in the Georgia Dome. So I told him, I said, start saving your money right now. I said, I'm going to work some extra hours. I'm going to set aside my money. I'm going to change the way I'm living a little bit and save some stuff and dedicate some time to saving up enough money to buy playoff tickets because they're not cheap. I'm going to buy mine. You buy yours. We'll go see the Falcons in the playoffs. Fast forward to the end of the year. The season ends. The Falcons, even if you don't care about football at all, if you don't know anything about it, just know this. At the end of the season, the Falcons are the number one ranked team in the NFL. So it's a really good year for the Falcons. Playoff time has arrived. Me and my dad are excited. We've got our tickets. We get in the car. We're turning the music up loud. It's game day. Let's go, son. We're driving down to the Georgia Dome. We're getting, we're getting really excited. We get there. We pull in. And I'm telling you guys, the streets, everybody is just lined with Falcons gear. People are chanting, go Falcons on the way in. Everyone's got their jersey on. The atmosphere is amazing. We get to the Georgia Dome. So loud. Never heard the dome this loud before. 
It's electric. You can tell this is special. This is playoffs. It's going to be something. We go in. We find our seats. They're 50-yard line. It's beautiful. Everyone's got their playoff playoff gear. They've got their Falcons jerseys. Everyone's cheering. It's exciting. It's amazing. The Falcons score the first touchdown of the game, and you feel like the building is going to explode. There's so much energy in it. At the end of the third quarter, the score is Green Bay Packers. Nope, nope, not today. Green Bay Packers 42, Atlanta Falcons 14. Listen, guys, listen. I remember at the end of the third quarter, there's still a whole quarter of football left to be played. We still got 15 minutes, still a quarter of the game left. But when the Packers scored that final touchdown, they went to 42, Falcons got 14. I remember a huge portion of the people there got up and left. I start to notice all the Falcons fans getting up out of their seats before the game's even over, and they're just leaving. They're leaving the stadium. Falcons fans are pouring out. And I remember sitting there with my dad thinking, man, this is the moment we're separating the fans from the followers right now. Like everybody was a fan. Everybody was in the crowd and was a fan at the beginning when things were going good, when we were the number one ranked team. But now we're getting beat. We're pretty much, there's no chance for us to come back. We're sitting here. We're the followers. We're staying. But the fans, they're leaving. As soon as, as, soon as the score got a little lopsided, as soon as things got challenging, the fans took off. It's only the true followers. And even my dad, he looked at me and he's like, son, what do you want to do? Do you want, you want to leave? you want to head out? And I was like, dad, we're not leaving. We've been following this team all year. We're followers. We're staying here till the end. Also, we paid like $300 for the seats, so we really weren't going to leave because we want to get our money's worth from every last drop of those $300. But that's besides the point. We, we knew like the followers are staying here. All the fans are leaving. That's the difference between fans and followers. And reality is, guys, in our lives, we are fans of a lot of different things. There's a lot of things that we can be fans of, things that we just like, that we think, think are awesome. I mean, it's easy to be a fan. We're fans of different sports teams. If I, if I brought up a sports team like the Georgia Bulldogs, is there Bulldogs fans in here? Anybody Bulldogs fans? We got a few. We got a few. Some. Some Bulldogs fans. If I bring up music and we say, like, is there anyone who's a Justin Bieber fan in this room? Any Bieber fans? Okay. Okay. Some believers in here. Um, if you bring up something like even, even food, if I brought up food and I asked, is there any Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A? Okay. Okay. All right, listen up, guys. Let me get your attention. The truth is, it's easy to be a fan. We can be a fan, fans of a lot of different things. Whether it's sports teams, uh, music, food, whatever it is, it's easy to be a fan. But listen, guys, we can only follow a few things. You can be a fan of a lot of things. It's, to be a follower is way more difficult. We can only follow a few things. And I know right away when you hear the word follower, we think of Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Twitter. We think of all the things, listen, all the things that you can follow people on. And, and sometimes, listen... Sometimes being a follower, we can just think, man, following someone, you just, click a, you just click a button, and I'm a follower. But I want to give you guys tonight a new definition. For tonight, I want to give you a new definition of being a follower. It's not just clicking a button. It's not just following someone on social media. But to be a follower, 
To be a follower means that you actually change your life because of the thing that you follow. It means that you actually move things in your, in your life around. You, you change how you spend your time or how you spend your money or how you order your priorities or, or what you do. You change these things because of what or who you follow. See, there's a difference between being a fan being a follower. You can be a fan of a lot of things, but we can only follow a few. So now that you have a little bit of a contrast, you got fans, you've got followers. I want to I get into a scripture tonight. John chapter 6 is where we're going to start. And in John chapter 6, we find Jesus with his disciples. And at this time, in John chapter 6, at this time in Jesus' ministry, he is super popular. He's got a ton of fans. He's got a ton of fans. As, as a matter of fact, you can read along. It's going to be on the screen. After, uh-oh. Let's go, Falcons. Okay, it works. John chapter 6, verse 1, it says this. It says, Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. So get this. Start of John chapter 6, Jesus is super popular. He's got huge crowds following him. He's doing miracles. He's healing sick people. So everybody is, yeah, I want to be around this guy. He's doing really cool things. Big crowds are following him. He's got a lot of fans. Then he's got tons of people following him. Then he takes it to the next level. Then Jesus performs a miracle we know today as the feeding of the 5,000, where Jesus took a small amount of bread, a few loaves of bread, and he took a few fish, and he multiplied it to feed thousands of people. So now he's already super popular, and then he does this miracle where he's feeding everybody. He's giving out free food. He's getting even more popular. People are like, this guy's giving out chicken nuggets. He's even more awesome than we thought originally. Like, this guy's he's, he's doing all this cool stuff, and he's giving out food, so his popularity is even higher now. Super popular, huge crowds following. And as the crowds are following him, Jesus, he takes a moment to address the crowd. The crowd's looking for Jesus to find out where he is, and when they find him, you got to check this out, what Jesus says to him, It kind of throws you off. It says, verse 25, when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered them, very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. So this is what Jesus says to these people. They're following him. Big crowds are following him. Jesus basically calls them out. He says, look, you guys are coming after me. You're chasing. You're a part of the crowd, but you're not actually in it for me. You guys aren't actually following because you want Jesus. You're actually following because you got some physical needs met. You got some of the free food, and, and you thought that was cool, so that's why you're chasing after me. You're not really, you're not really interested in Jesus. You're just interested in, in the stuff that's around him. He calls these people out, and so I, I think we've got to ask ourselves the question. And I'm going to challenge you tonight. This is a hard question to ask yourself. But why do you come to M12? Why do you show up here every Wednesday? That's a hard question to ask. Listen. Listen, guys. It's important. Some of us in here, we may say, man, we show up here just because my friends are here. My friends are here, that's why I show up. Some of us may say, man, there, there's a guy, there's a girl that I'm interested in, that's why I show up. I'm just trying to talk to someone. Or, or, or maybe some of you show up because you say, man, this is kind of where the crowd is, it's the cool thing to do, so I want to be a part of it, everyone's kind of doing it, so I want to go. And that's why you show up. 
Or do you show up here every week because you say, no, I, I want to I know Jesus. I want to grow in my relationship with Jesus. I want to experience God every week. And even if my friends don't show up or even if that guy or that girl wasn't here, I would still show up. That's a tough question to ask ourselves. And Jesus, he calls this group out. And so you kind of got to ask, where, where are you? Are you here for Jesus or are you here for other things? Jesus goes on. He keeps teaching to the people. And you can just picture, he's got this big crowd around him. I mean, thousands of people listening in. And the teaching that he starts to deliver, it gets even more difficult. In other words, it's not just miracles and signs and cool stuff and free food. Jesus starts to get into some pretty difficult teaching to understand. He, he, he gets into some stuff. He starts calling them to a, a much more challenging life than they originally thought it was. They start to realize, man, this is going to be a little tougher than we originally thought. This isn't going to be as easy as it was in the beginning. Uh, we'll just keep reading the story. In verse 60, it says, on hearing it, on hearing the teaching that Jesus is giving, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? If you continue reading to verse 65, Jesus goes on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled him. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. So Jesus first has this big crowd around him. He's got tons of people. He's doing a lot of cool stuff. Everyone wants to be a part of it. Then it starts to get a little bit more difficult. It's not as easy as it initially was. Maybe the crowd starts to see some people are turning around, some people are turning back, they're heading out. And all the fans, all the people who were just there because the crowd was there, they start heading out too. And, and you're left, at the end of the day, this whole crowd of thousands of people starts to leave and walk away and is just left with the 12 disciples. And this is what Jesus does. He turns to the 12, verse 67, he says, you do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the 12. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. See, in this moment, all the fans turned away. They all left. When things got tough, when the score got lopsided, all the fans headed out of the building early. They said, we're out, we're done. The only people who were left were the disciples, the true followers who were there. And here's what you got to know, guys. As we talk about fans and we talk about followers, the bottom line tonight is this. Fans chase the crowd. The fans who were there, they were chasing after the crowd. They were there because the crowd was, but followers chase Christ. The disciples were there for Jesus. As a matter of fact, if you're taking notes, you can write that in. Fans chase the crowd. Followers chase Christ. There's a big difference. Because eventually the crowd's going to leave. The crowd's going to head out. Things are going to get difficult. And if you're just there for the crowd, you'll leave when the crowd leaves. But they were there for Jesus and they stayed. And here's what's interesting, guys. It's easy to be a fan. It's hard to be a follower. But the truth is, and everyone in here knows this, if you're just a fan, fans always miss out on the glory. Fans always miss out on the best part of things. If you're a fan who leaves early, you always miss out on the best part of things. Uh, I wish so, oh man, I wish that what I'm about to show you, I wish this could have happened at my Falcons game that I was at. Unfortunately, it did not because we are the Falcons and that's what we do. But at this particular game, some Miami Heat fans saw that the score was lopsided. They thought the game was over and they decided to leave the stadium early and you can see how they missed out. We've got a quick clip. Take a look. There you have 
this huge group of fans, Miami Heat fans, who decide to leave the stadium early. Um, listen, imagine this, guys. Just picture this. You've got tickets to this playoff game. It's game six. It's a huge game. And you're in that group that leaves early because you think the game's over. And then you're trying to run back to the stadium watching an epic comeback, an incredible game, history in the making, and you're having to watch it from the outside of the stadium. I mean, oh, the pain, the shame of having to watch it is just horrible to think about. <laughs> but here's the deal. It's true in sports. It's true spiritually as well. Fans always miss out on the glory. Fans always miss out on the best part. It's just true. Fans always miss out on the best part. The fans of Jesus, the people who were in the crowd, who were, just, who were just there for the crowd, and when the crowd left, they left, and when things started to get difficult, they took off. Those fans, they missed out on the best part. See, those disciples who stayed, those true followers, they got to have a deeper relationship with Jesus. They got to see Jesus do incredible things. They got, they got to see so much more and be a part of so much more because they were followers. They stuck it out, even through the hard times, even through the difficult times. They were there through it all, and they got something so much better on the other side. The fans all missed out, and fans always miss out. And you got to ask yourself tonight, where, where, do, you, where do you find yourself? Are, are you a fan or are you a follower? I think probably the biggest challenge for us in this, if I'm just being honest, I think probably the biggest challenge for us in this room when it comes to this whole fan versus follower thing is we live in a world that says, if it feels good, do it. If it feels good, do it. But, listen, listen. Okay, listen, guys, you may agree with that. You may say, yeah, if it feels good, do it. But get this. Listen, if you buy into that, if you buy into, hey, if it feels good, do it, then that makes the inverse of it also true. If it feels good, do it. If it doesn't feel good, don't do it. If it gets difficult, listen, if it gets difficult, if it gets challenging, don't do it anymore. Stop. Quit. Give up. Leave it alone. If, if it's not fun, if it's not, if it's not making you happy, then, then leave. Drop it. And get this, guys. We are at risk of bringing that belief into our relationship with God. I can't tell you the amount of students that I have talked with, middle school, high school, who sit down and I have this conversation where, where they say, listen, I, I started out in my relationship with God and things felt so good in the beginning. I would come to church and I just had this awesome feeling. And it felt good and everything was easy and it was going great. And, and I, I had this feeling when I was at camp or I would have this feeling when I showed up to M12 and with my small group and everything was really going good and everything, it felt like God was making my life so much better. Everything was great. And now they're in a place where they say, and it just, it doesn't feel the same anymore. I don't know. It's, it's not like it used to be. It, it feels a little different. It's not like, it's not as special as it used to be or it's not as cool as it was at camp. It kind of wore off. I, I don't feel the same way. It's not as easy as it used to be. Now it's really difficult. If we're not careful, we can just follow our feelings and just say, well, wh whatever I'm feeling, I'm just going to do that. But guys, being a follower isn't about just going after your feelings. And if it feels good, it's about saying, no, I'm following Jesus. Even if it gets difficult, even if it doesn't feel the same maybe like it used to, I'm still going to follow after Jesus. And, and this is just the truth. If you're in this room and you've been following Jesus for any amount of time, 
you'll, you'll know this. If it hasn't happened for you yet, I guarantee you it will one day. A day will come where you do not feel like following Jesus. There will be a day when you don't feel like following Jesus. Where you'll say, man, this is not fun. This is not easy. This is really difficult. This is really challenging. It would be easier not to do this. I think I would just feel better if I just threw it all away and blocked it out and said, I don't believe this and just walked away. I think that would just feel better. That would be easier. There's going to be a day when that happens. And, it, and if we're just in a place where we're just a fan who's going to leave as soon as the feeling goes or as soon as things get challenging or as soon as things get difficult, we're out, then we're going to walk away. But guys, if you're a follower, that's when you chase after Jesus. When things get difficult, that's when you go after Jesus the most. It's not the time to walk away. And so here, here's what I want to do for you guys tonight. Because I know we're sitting in this room and all over the place, we could, we could be, I'm a fan, I'm a follower, I'm somewhere in between, I don't know. But I think for many of us in here, we would say we want to be followers. We want to follow after Jesus. And so I want to give you guys three simple ways to do it. Because really when we talk about following, you follow somebody step by step. So it's just one step after the next. So I want to give you a few steps as M12 students, ways that you can follow after Jesus this summer. we got the summer coming up. We're excited. we got all kind of stuff planned. But I want to give you guys three simple things for following this summer. The first one, if you're taking notes, write it in. The first one is to attend M12. Attend M12. And you may be sitting here like, dude, that's easy. I show up every week. I come, well, yeah, that's, that's easy, man. But listen, here's the thing. When summer hits, it, be, it can become more challenging. When summer hits, it, it's not maybe some friends aren't here or maybe you're kind of in vacation mode and I'm not going to school. So you may think, I'm just going to skip M12 tonight. I don't really need to show up. I, I don't know. So-and-so is not going to be there. I don't think I'm going to go. Here's what I would challenge you with, to follow and be here every week. Attend M12. And look, I'm not saying that you have to be here ever. Like, I'm not saying you can never miss M12. I don't want anybody coming up to me saying, I miss my grandma's 99th birthday because I had M12. That's awful. Don't do that. That's like horrible. Like, go to your grandma's birthday. Look, we all have things that, that keep us here every now and then. We can't be here. But look, when you can be here, be here. Show up. The second thing, second practical thing, and this is a really good one is to study God's Word. Study God's Word. Get into the Bible. Even if it's just five minutes of reading off the Bible app on your phone, that's great. That's a start right there. Here's the thing. is when we actually, when we get into the Bible and we study God's Word, that's one of those things. It's really a follower move because no one else is around for that. No one else is around. This isn't, hey, I'm doing it because everybody else is doing it. This is just between you and God. This is a follower thing. You're chasing after Jesus. You're chasing after God in that one-on-one time. And then the third thing I'll give you, super practical, super, super simple, really, is to register for NTS camp. Now, look, you guys are sixth graders. A lot of you don't know what NTS camp is. You, you haven't been here before. You've never even had the chance to experience an NTS camp. I'll tell you a little bit about what it looks like. NTS camp is when we take a ton of students from all across 12 Stone for one week. We get away from everything. You basically, I, I don't want to hype it up too much, but you basically have the best time of your life. I don't think that's setting the bar too high. 
You have the best time of your life. You have a ton of fun. You get to hang out with friends for a week, and it's one of the most fun, just life-changing things you can do. But here's what's cool about it. Since you get away from all your normal weekly distractions for a whole week, you grow in your relationship with God in a whole new way. When you don't have the phone always around, you don't have friends or school or sports, all these distractions are gone. It gives you a chance to grow with God in a completely new way. So I'm going to challenge you guys. Make that a priority. Register for camp. It's not going to be easy. It takes a week of your time this summer. It takes some money to sign up. It's gonna, it may be going to mom and dad and saying, Mom, Dad, I want to go to camp. How do I get there? Get me to camp. Whatever it takes, that's what followers do. So, so that's my challenge for you guys. Those, those three things. And as the band comes back up tonight and we close out, I want to give you one story. I want to share just one story with you of a student from 12 Stone. A student from 12 Stone, a friend of mine, he, he sent me this story about uh, one of the students in his student ministry at a campus who made a decision to go from not just being a follower, but, or not just being a fan rather, but to step into being a follower. So I just want to, I want to read his story that he sent. The student's name is Harrison, and this is what he wrote. He said, when we were promoting the student ministry retreat, DIG, this past year, I really felt a press from God to go to DIG. So I was getting ready to sign up for the retreat, but when I checked the date, I realized that it was the same weekend as my honors course commitment. I couldn't miss this particular weekend, but I felt like God was really pressing me to go. I couldn't get away from it. So after praying, I decided to go which meant for me that I had to quit honors chorus, but I knew that's what God wanted me to do. And Harrison, he, he keeps writing, he goes on to say about how God actually changed his life through going to the retreat. He's saying how, how stepping up and being a follower, changing his life around, changing his, the way he spent his time and everything, it, it actually was a life-changing retreat for him because he chose to follow God in that moment. And so that's what we all want to do. All of us here, we, we want to say, God, we want to be followers, not just fans. That's my prayer for you guys is that it, it, in this crowd, we wouldn't just have a lot of fans who are here because a crowd is here, but we would have followers who are here because they want to chase Christ. Let me pray for you guys tonight. So, Jesus, thank you so much, God, for this night. Thank you for a place like M12 where we can uh, just gather together and worship you and hear from you. And, God, this is a challenging thing for us to hear tonight. If we really ask ourselves that question of why do we show up here, God, is it, is it for friends? Is it just for a person? Is it because we think it's the cool thing to do? Or are we really showing up here for you, Jesus? God, I pray for any of us who are in that spot where we're, we're really just fans tonight. We're just showing up with the crowd, and we'd leave with the crowd in a heartbeat. God, I pray that you would move in hearts, change people from fans to followers tonight, that people who may just be on the outside would say, you know what, I think I, I want to get more into this than I am. I think I want to really know Jesus for myself. And God, I, I want to pray, um, pray for a group in the room um, that, God, maybe they are trying to follow you. And there was a point when, when they started following you and things seemed to be feeling so good and everything seemed to be going right and it was, it was awesome in the beginning. Maybe it was at camp or retreat or a service and you felt so close, God. But now time has passed and circumstances have changed and maybe it's difficult situations. Life's hit. And things aren't easy anymore, God. You don't feel close. You don't, it doesn't feel the same way it used to. 
And there's some of us here tonight who feel that way, and we're close to giving up. We're close to saying, you know what, it would almost be easier just to let this whole thing go. It would almost be easier just to dismiss it all and walk away. God, I pray that those of us who are in that place tonight, God, that we would know that you are close to us, that you have not moved one inch from us. God, you have the same love and care and grace for us that you've always had. It hasn't changed. And that in this difficult time tonight, even when we're saying, man, this is so tough, it's so difficult, I just want to walk away, I just want to stop following God, would you remind us that tonight, this is when we need to press into you the most. This isn't the time to walk away, God. This is the time to chase after Jesus with all we have. And we know, God, that when we press through to the other side, there is something so much better that fans miss out on. But when the followers, when we, we push through the hard times, God, there is something so much better on the other side, a relationship with you that is so much deeper. And so, God, we pray you would give us the courage, your spirit would give us the strength to be followers, not just fans of you, God, that even in the difficult times, we would chase after you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.